Hey, hey, and welcome everyone to the Official Gears Podcast, where we're talking mouse ears to butter beers. My name is Brian Franks, and I'm here with my co-host, Alan Warren. Alan, we are chugging along on episode number five. How are you? I am great. I'm really looking forward to this. We have uh, some fun planned for this episode. We do. Um, this episode is going to be a little bit different. We have a special guest with us today, um, and we're going to kind of do sort of more of an interview style episode where we're going to talk about annual passes and ticket options. Um, last episode, we discussed character meals and the Disney dining plan. So if you guys are interested, please go back and listen to that one if you haven't already. But at this time, I want to just introduce um, Josh Coots, who is a fellow mouse expert with Alan and I, and he is also one of the founding Gears members. So Josh, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So again, this episode, we're going to talk about ticket options, uh, all the different kind of tickets that you can purchase through Disney. We're going to have some one-on-one trivia with Josh and I, and then we're going to talk annual pass. So you guys ready? Absolutely. Let's do it. You ready, Josh? Josh? I'm ready. All Just right. Jump on, jump on in, buddy. But <laughs> Didn't know um, whether I should talk there or not. So yeah, no, you're okay. <laughs> I'm good. Jump, I'm good to go. Yeah. Just jump on in. So uh, Josh, why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and a little bit about your ears background. Um, so I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, all my life, pretty much. And um, been with ears for a little over three years now. Um, found ears, actually just wanted to get into Disney travel and start getting to help people formally for planning vacations instead of just handing out advice and saying, good luck actually get in there and, and help them a little bit more and be able to, to make some recommendations and, and help them when things go wrong, things like that. So um, my uh, had a family member actually send me a link to the years of experience ad on Facebook and said, Hey, have you checked this one out yet? And she lives near our headquarters. So she got the ad and I didn't up here. So I got it, made some phone calls, checked it out, was excited about it. And, uh, Joined the team and three years later made some amazing friends and uh, wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Great. Yeah. Glad to have you. Yeah. And that's, that's one thing Alan and I talk about a lot is just the atmosphere that ears provides and how it's just really family oriented and how everybody helps out. So we're, you know, we're definitely glad to have you a part of our group and on the show. But, um, where does your love for Disney come from? Oh, that, uh, that's somewhat all over the place, to be honest. Uh, I grew up with my mom recording uh, TV shows and movies for Disney on our old Betamax VHS player. So um, I'm not even sure if it's a VHS player or if it's a Betamax, but uh, whatever. Tapes were smaller. It was weird. And uh, so she had the Apple Dumpling Gang uh, on there. She had Swiss Family Robinson, all sorts of movies that she made me watch over and over again. And so I can make great references to them, but I don't necessarily want to watch them all. But I fell in love Those with some cartoons. Great movies. Those great they were, movies. they were, I but you know, it's I guess Sound of Music is now technically a Disney movie. So, um, you know, she once recorded the Sound of Music on cassette tapes, not the soundtrack, <laughs> but the entire movie. And she would she listened to them I think for a year straight, like in the car and in the house and doing dishes and on a headset and so she she has a tendency to drive things into the ground which is probably where i get that from so if anybody ever wonders but um you know but i fell in love with the cartoons so uh to this day my favorite disney cartoon is mickey's trailer 
completely random. No one ever seems to know what it is, but it's the first thing I went to when I got Disney Plus. If I wanted to see if that was on there, and uh, watch uh, uh, Donald and and uh, Mickey eating corn like a typewriter, and uh, Goofy trying to do it and sticking his hand in a slice socket with a fork, and all the corn on the cob starts popping everywhere, and <laughs> you know, just insane, crazy stuff like that. But those always make my day. I show it to anyone and everyone I can. If there's a good situation to show cartoons, I'm always going, Oh, have you seen Mickey's trailer? And they look at me like, what? So, um, yeah, it's like a big camping trailer, right? Have, yeah, 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 exactly. They, they, uh, they move over, they, they milk a cow while it's running next to the trailer. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, just crazy stuff. So it was, it was impressive to a kid and I still love it today. But, uh, um, we went to the parks for the first time when I was 12. And uh, it's the first place my parents ever really just trusted me to go hang out somewhere, though, either. So that, that's another love for, for Disney and where I really get the love for the parks. It's just going and having fun and just being away from everything, having my mind blown by some of the great rides and experiences that I've just I've never I, I've been to amusement parks, but I've never seen anything like Disney where it was a theme park, um, you know, and, and and then the freedom just because it it was Disney and and. Uh, all the transportation was there. Everything was there for an opportunity as far as I could pay for things without my dad giving me his credit card. I could uh, go and have fun. I'd have my park ticket with me. They literally just, they were like, we were going to hang out in the, the room one day. And I went, hey, can I head to MGM Studios? There's a bus that goes there. I'd be fine. And my dad kind of looked at me like, oh, this is going to end badly. But okay, let's do it. So they sent me out and... Uh, you know, it was it was a great time. I spent the whole day looking for Mickey Mouse to get my picture taken with him. So, um, but uh, ever since then, I've just that was such a blast for vacation. So much fun to to go run around the parks and see new things and have different experiences that we didn't get at our local theme park or our local amusement park. And so, good time. So that's what really keeps it keeps me going back every every so so often. You're kind of a collector too, right? What kind of things do you collect? Disney things. Um, Sometimes, uh, b basically, um, I, I, I just kind of collect stuff that's, that's fun or has a meaning for me. I've got a shelf behind me with a bunch of weird stuff on it from Batman and Superman to a Marvin the Martian cup, but, uh, found some, uh, Mickey Mouse Beanie Babies that I've got a collection of, uh, most of them came in the 90th anniversary, uh, release recently, but I also have a Mickey Mouse Beanie Baby that I found at a Disney store in Atlanta's airport, and I got on the way back from a from a semester in college. So um, you know, I've, I've got some stuff like that. Uh, probably the biggest collection, though, that that I get the most excited about is I started collecting uh, pins from resorts I've been to. Um, oh, nice. I don't want to be a pin collector. I don't want to giant books of them, but. Every time I go, I get a pin of where I've stayed. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't think about that until like 10 years after the first trip to Disney. So <laughs> I had to go back and get on eBay to find uh, Dixie Landing <laughs> because it's no longer Dixie Landing. So that's right. Um, but uh, I found my Dixie Landing pin and it's, it's on my board and I just keep a, a pin of every resort I go to. And so that's probably the, the most fun collection that and. I've got eight McDonald's Disney cups that I collected and drove people crazy driving from McDonald's to McDonald's to get. So, <laughs> you know, I do weird things. I don't know what to tell you. 
I get yeah, the resort mugs. So for all the uh, moderate and deluxe resorts that I stay in, I get a mug. And if they, if I happen to do an all-star or something, then I try to get a shot glass from it. So I collect shot glasses for every new destination or new resort that I stay in. So not too weird. No, everybody's got something, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of into the pins too, but I'm kind of unique about pins. Like I find things that I like and some of the odd sets. So, um, you know, I have all the, the, uh, Disney World buses, and I have several of the friendship boats, and uh, and I pick things that are a little different, little unique things that kind of stand out to me too. So I'm not like how I have to have every Mickey stuffed animal they make. Uh, I don't know some of those big collections. I don't know. That's not my style. I like uniqueness too. So some of I'm afraid out for me. I'm afraid of the pen collections just because of that. Because I remember. I think the last time you and I were there, Alan, we were looking at pens and I started going, oh, look, it's the Muppet Babies. I need this one. And oh, look, it's Oswald. And oh, look, it's, oh, my goodness, my wife's going to leave me after I buy all these pens. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, there's so many that you have to find ones that, that mean something to you. And they get that's expensive. my thing is, yeah. And that's my thing is that I don't usually like to trade. I buy the ones that I like, or if I find ones that I like, um, I buy one of the little sets that I don't particularly like so they're easier to trade <laughs> you get a set of five like, or six of those and you're like eh, i don't really want any of these but these are good traders i feel like uh disney has purchased my entire childhood now so like all the pens seem to have something that i would like about it so you know the only thing yeah. left is like if they could purchase gi joe and then they'd have everything you know but uh um yeah. but yeah there's so many things that, that i had a tie to as a kid that now i go and look and there's it's Disney now. Star Wars is Disney. Marvel is Disney. You know, I mean, uh, the Muppets are Disney. <laughs> um, they've kind of consolidated everything. So too many pins have some kind of meaning to me now. So yep. yeah, I'd have a giant uh, wall of them that would not end well for me. Yeah, we kind of know the feeling. All right, well, Josh, I've got 10 kind of rapid fire personality questions for you, just to have our listeners kind of figure out a little bit about who Josh is, um, and you're going to be timed on this, and you're setting the bar as our first guest. So every guest <laughs> after this is going to try to beat your time. But Should we I want just you to yell give... random things so I can win, or <laughs> give, real... <laughs> give realistic answers. Well, right now we don't have a guest scheduled for the next couple episodes, so you you're already automatically in first place for a couple episodes. So yes. there you go. At, at least a, a month, you're you're in first place. So I will, I will screenshot the website just so I've got proof. <laughs> so Alan's going to time you. Uh, Alan, let me know when you're ready, buddy. All right, are you guys ready? Get three, two, one, and go. All right, Josh, what is your favorite Walt Disney World attraction? Uh, Space Mountain. Mickey ice cream bar or Mickey ice cream sandwich? Ice cream sandwich. Favorite resort? Uh, Port Orleans, French, or uh, Riverside. What is the funniest character meet that you've been to? Chip and Dale. People would be surprised to know that you have not done this at a Disney park. Keep it clean. Never, <laughs> never eaten a Dole Whip. Uh, best Disney soundtrack? Newsies. Ooh. Marvel Universe or Star Wars? Star Wars. Which Disney villain could you become friends with? Captain Hook. Oswald or Steamboat Willie? Steamboat Willie. Before your vacation over is over, you must what? Check out of the hotel. 
You did ask for specifics there. I mean, I did not. I, I did not. But that, that would be the last thing. And actually, you don't actually have to check out the hotel. You just leave now. So I'm, I'm paranoid, though. So I'm always like at the front desk going, you sure, there's nothing else you need. You get you guys good. You know, but yes, correct. You no longer have to check out of the hotel. So All right. So why no Dole Whip? I just never have had one. I, you know, for whatever reason, I'm, I'm kind of a, like, I'm a go, go, go guy in the parks a lot of times. I don't just kind of go and chill. Can, and I mean, I can, can take it with you. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, but it's Walk like, with them. <laughs> I, I want to go to the next resort. And I look at that Dole Whip line. And I'm like, wow, there are 150 people in that line right now. I do not. And you know what's better thing. for that? Mobile order. Mobile order, yes. Mobile but, order uh, helps with that. So on your way up, you tell them I, you're there before you get there. <laughs> I did try and do that on one trip and uh, had a meltdown with it. And I mean, that was back in the early days of mobile ordering. But I ordered a chili dog five times that trip. And uh, it would not let me go. Like every time it's like, I'm here. I'm, I'm at Casey's corner. I'm here. I'm like, <laughs> look phone. I'm right here. Here's yeah. Casey. It's right there. But um, so I did, I tried the Dole Whip on that trip too. And uh, it just wasn't working out. And I just, I'm bitter. So I, no, I just, I just haven't done it. So. Um, but have to uh, remedy that on our next trip. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it will. But uh, I, I don't know why pineapple ice cream is just like not something that's ever like, like, Oh, I need that. So um, it does it like I'm not a huge pineapple freak, but once you have it, you're like, oh, it's just the right kind of good. That's what um, I've heard. And uh, so I need to Brian need to it. snacks. I don't know why, but did, did you uh, mute? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that you said that was your best snack credit the other day when we were d discussing food. So. For me, it is, but it's yeah. like, it's one of those things I agree. You think, oh, pineapple ice cream. How does that sound yeah. good? But it's amazing. Yeah. And now there's so many different flavors. So yeah. there you go. What about uh, Port Orleans Riverside, Josh? Why is that well, your favorite? that's my first resort. So, um, and before Sentiment. I got, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, um, that was the first real big trip my family took that I can remember. Um, we used to joke with my dad that we had a vacation home in Ohio. We live in Northeast Indiana and our vacations would always be to Ohio, which was great. I mean, Cedar Point got a lot of good memories of there. I'm hoping to go back there this year, but we went to just random places in Ohio at times. We're like, how did you even find this wood carving museum, dad? But there we were at a wood carving museum and it was, it was pretty cool, but um, it was just like, how do we even end up here? And so every trip we took, it was to Ohio. And then one year he went, you know what? We're going to go to Disney world. And is your dad Clark Griswold? Is that how you ended up at the <laughs> no, <I don't. laughs> no, nope. Uh he put uh um wait, how does Clark Griswold tie to Ohio? He takes his family to all the most like random uh, vacation places, like on the yeah. road trips. They go stop at all the I just remember Wally World and the dead what grandma on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> and they stop at the big ball of twine and a bunch of stuff yeah. too. So, yeah. Oh, okay. No, I didn't. I mean, what it was is I'm sure my dad was trying to save money when we were kids and, you know, he uh, introduced you to culture. That too. Yes. But um, no, they, they did a lot for us as kids. And, and uh, looking back on it now as an adult, I go, wow, my dad really did really did go above and beyond on a number of things, but I'm sure part of the vacation thing was he wanted to give us a, a good time and do something special, but he didn't want to go too far away from home. And, um, but the year we went to Disney World, it was a 
it was a big deal. And um, so we, I wasn't sure the, that the resort was still there as an adult on my first trip as an adult because they renamed it. And I wasn't a Disney planner at the time. I didn't know, I didn't keep up on Disney as much as I do now. And so I thought the resort was just gone. And my wife and I were driving around to different resorts, just checking them out. And we walked into that one and every memory just came flooding back. And it was like, I walked in and I could see the arcade stained glass window above where the arcade was knowing that rampage was not still back there and I couldn't go play it. But, uh, <laughs> but remembering the hour I sat there with quarters playing it and hearing my dad yell, you can play video games at home. Get out here. We're going to a park, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, um, you know, remembering the pizza we had there to the point where we went there, went back, went back like four years later. And my dad and I took a bus. We figured out how to take a bus from the resort we were at to Riverside to eat the pizza there. Pizza recipes definitely changed over the years. But at the time, we remembered loving it. So it was just a great memory. It was a, it was a great trip. And uh, so I just, there's a lot of resorts I love, but that one's just got a special place in my heart because of it being my first trip. Okay. That's cool. Understandable. So you guys ready to get serious? Serious. Talk, we got to get down talk, to business. Talk ticket options. Ticket, ticket, tickets. I don't know if I can deal with you saying get down to business because all I ever hear when somebody says let's get down to business is uh, in the back of my head. I just hear to defeat the hum. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a conference one time where the speaker said that like a thousand times that day. And that's all I heard all day. I just wanted to go up there and just go, stop saying, let's get down to business. Drive me crazy. <laughs> just anyway, it back to him. <laughs> oh, I would have been fired. It was not a Disney conference. So <laughs> nobody uh, would have understood. I get it. I get it. I would have been there with you. <laughs> all right. So we're going to talk about some ticket options. So uh, there are a lot of different ticket options you get when you go uh, to Disney World. It's a little bit different than Disneyland. Um, Disneyland has... Uh, a multi-day ticket, um, but Disney World has, um, you can get a one park, one day ticket. So which that means you can just go into one park uh, for that day and you can't go to another park. Um, anytime you get a one day ticket, you can exit the park and go back to the same park on the same day, but you can't go to a different park with a one day ticket. Um, so that's your first option is a one day, one park ticket. You can get multiple one day, one park tickets. So if you were going, you know, for four days or five days, you could get uh, five day single park tickets. And then you could only go into each park that day, you know, go back to your resort, take a break and go back to the same park, uh, but you couldn't go into another park. So that's the first option you have. Um, you also have multi-park tickets. So multi-park tickets become park hoppers. So uh, that means you can go into, you know, for example, the Magic Kingdom in the morning, and go over to Epcot in the evening or the Hollywood Studios, things like that. You can actually go from one park to another uh, when you get a park to park or park hopper ticket. Uh, and the pricing changes. Once you get over four or five days, uh, it becomes a lot more affordable. So there's some cool things to talk about in there. But uh, yeah, the park hoppers give you that option to um, go back and forth. Those are really great options. Um, if you've been to Florida before, if you've been to Disney World, um, the park hopper is great because like I said, you can you know start your day in one park, uh, go have dinner somewhere and end your day in another park. Or uh, one of the examples we have is if you have um, littles that you travel with, little princesses and princes, and uh, you happen to go to the Magic Kingdom on the first day and they absolutely fall in love 
with Happily Ever After and they want to see Happily Ever After every single night, well, you can do that with a park hopper ticket because you can still get up the next day and go to one of the other parks and come back to the Magic Kingdom at night and watch Happily Ever After. So there's some really cool options uh, with a park hopper ticket. We really enjoy that for dining, going to other parks for dining. Uh, there's a lot of great options there. And again, the, the prices change considerably. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the prices as well. So um, the prices are all subject to seasons now and the time of year and crowd availability. Uh, so, you know, a, a one day one park ticket will start around um, $110 and they go up from there depending on the season and time of year. Uh, once you get over a four day ticket, uh, the price drops per day. So it's all the pricing is based on per day. So if you have one day, um, it starts at 109, two days start at 107, three days at 106, four days at 103. And once you hit that five-day ticket, it drops considerably to $88 per day. So that four to five-day ticket, typically when we look at it, it's about an extra $20 per person per day for another day. That makes it really affordable. So the longer you stay at Disney and the longer number of tickets you have, uh, longer number of days of tickets you have, the, the more affordable it becomes. So um, we always recommend if somebody's going for four days, that fifth day is you know, not much more to add. Literally, if it's a family of four, you're going to add less than 100 bucks for another day. So it's a great option, um, but again, it all depends on uh, seasonality and time of year. Uh, you also have a water park and sports option ticket. So if you wanna do just do water parks and the ESPN sports park, you can do that. Um, those start at about $70 per day, depending on the season. Uh, and if you wanted to upgrade those tickets to a park hopper, so on top of your regular one day ticket, you would add uh, either 65, 75 or $85 per day, uh, depending on the length of your ticket. So if you have a one-day ticket and you want to make it a park hopper, it's $65. If you have a two- or three-day ticket and you want to make that a park hopper, it's only a $75 add-on. So that's not per day. That's total for the ticket. Uh, and then if you go four to 10 days and to make your ticket a park hopper, it's only $85 more. So again, when you look at spreading that out over four to 10 days, you know, you're paying less than $20 a day for those extra park hopper options, which is really a good deal. Uh, and then finally, you also have a Park Hopper Plus option. So the Park Hopper Plus option uh, lets you into all the parks. You can park hop with those, uh, but you can also enjoy some of the Disney water parks where uh, that would be Typhoon Lagoon or Blizzard Beach. And uh, in for, you could go to the Wild World of Sports complex, the ESPN Wild World of Sports. And uh, you would also get access to uh, one of the golf courses that's there. So uh, if you're into golfing and you're into water parks, those are a great option. Um, it adds a little bit more than the regular Park Hopper Plus, but it still becomes a lot more affordable uh, if you're staying on those multi-day tickets uh, to add those extra experiences. So that's pretty much it on the base ticket information. Did I cover all that right, guys? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. So that's base tickets. So um, we're gonna turn it over to Brian. Brian's gonna tell you a little more about that water park uh, and sports option. He's our sports guy. Yeah. So uh, you, like Alan said, you have a water park and sports option, which is you get one theme park per day and you get to enjoy a certain number of visits to a water park or other Walt Disney World destination uh, location, which would, could be uh, Blizzard Beach, Typhoon Lagoon, the NBA Experience, ESPN World, Wide World of Sports Complex. One of the two golf courses on property, which is located at Disney's Oak Trail or one of the two different um, mini golf 
courses. So you can play some putt-putt if you have little ones who quite aren't, aren't ready for the uh, big courses yet. So it's uh, Disney's Fantasia Gardens and Disney Winter Summerland miniature golf course. Um, and that is one of those attractions per day ticket. So if you have a one day ticket, you can visit one of those. If you have a three day ticket, you're allowed up to three days. If you have four days, then of course you get four visits to any one of those and you can mix them up and do any of the four that you want. So, but that is the water park and sports, uh, sports option. So just to clarify too, when you're doing those, um, let's say you get a four day ticket, right? And you mm -hmm. do that four extra visits. So how many days can you actually visit parks? Four days. You get four days park visits, and then you get the four visits to one of the other locations. So that could Those actually be beach. eight days. Eight days, yeah. For a four-day yep. ticket. Yes. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, it is, and it, especially for uh, $70 extra per ticket. So, I mean, it costs a round of golf here in Nashville. It costs about $25 per course. So if you do that twice there's $40 and then you do some mini golf or you do the NBA experience or a water park. You know, I, I think three of those would get your money back pretty quickly. So, mm -hmm. so, um, have you done any of those? I have done a mini golf. Uh, I want in, in the world ESPN zone, you know, worldwide sports. Uh, I want to do the NBA experience and I'm, I'm a horrible golfer, but their golf courses look really good. So I may just have to go out there and suck it up and yell for a whole bunch. So, What about you, Josh? Have you done any of those extra experiences too? Um, water parks were on that list, right? Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I, we did Typhoon Lagoon years ago, but uh, it, was, it was a great experience. Uh, wave pool in there was, was a lot of fun. And uh, I do remember uh, one of the drop slides. Um, I don't know how far should I go with this one though? Um, I'll let you decide <laughs> Alan, you can decide whether to cut it out or not. So I remember the drop slide cause I got on it and, uh, apparently had a little tear in the seam of my swimsuit because when I got to the base of it, um, the side was all the way up to the elastic and I, uh, <laughs> got up and realized that I was showing way more of myself than I'd like to as a 12 year old. <laughs> and wrapped that thing up and walked over to my mother and went, I'm going back to the room and took my key. And uh, I think I was grabbed by the ear and taken into a gift shop to buy a bathing suit. But, you know, <laughs> uh, traumatic, horrifying experience that could only be fun at Disney World. And yeah, still I don't talk think to you this the first day. person to have that experience. I think we've seen some of those running around as well. Yeah, I'm uh, sure I'm not the first, but uh, but it was uh, it's still horrifying, right? I, I wanted to be in the room watching the Stanley Cup final anyways. <laughs> so I thought, here's my excuse to get back to the room. And nope, bathing suits are on Denied. sale at Disney World. So, yep, didn't get out of it. So, yeah. But uh, but it was a fun experience. It was a great addition to the parks and something different from going from show to show or, mm -hmm. or experience ride to experience, ride. things like that. It was, hey, let's go hang out in the lazy river or let's go uh, in the wave pool and try and uh, body surf or you know, it, it was, uh, there were still some thrilling things to do. And I, I like mm -hmm. to do the, the thrill rides and things like that, but, um, but a completely different experience. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Especially if you are, if you, if you visit the Orlando area frequently and you're always at Walt Disney world, um, we always tell people there's always something new to do. 
You right. know, we, there's always a different vacation each time you go. And this is a way to do that. You know, add on one of these different locations or add on the water park and sports option, the park or plus option. You know, those are some different things that you can do that, you know, can take a day or two. So they're definitely good, good add-ons. Yeah, we did Typhoon Lagoon about a year and a half or two years ago now. And uh, I haven't done that since I was in my teens. And we had a great time at Typhoon Lagoon. Like you said, it's it's a much more relaxing day because you can kind of hang out on the beach in a lounge chair. You can hang in a lazy river. You can go do some water slides or some you know, food and drink and get there. Uh, so it's a really nice, more relaxing kind of day. So maybe you split your, your um, trip up a little bit. Maybe you do a couple days of parks and you do a water park and then you do a couple days of parks and then, you know, follow up with the water park again. Uh, gives you a little great options. And we've done both the uh, Fantasia Garden and the Winter Summerland Miniature Golf and they're a lot of fun. It's a good, yeah. good time. So, you know, we said for the water park and sports option, that's uh, $70 extra $70 extra per ticket. But if you wanted to go a step further and add a park hopper plus option to that, which means you have the ability to jump parks on one of the different days that you're in the park and then, yeah. And, and then do the Typhoon Lagoon or uh, Blizzard Beach or, a, you know, go play some golf. You're only adding um, $15 for a one day ticket, $25 for a two or three day ticket, and then $35 for a four to 10 day ticket. So if you're jumping parks already, but you have a couple of days where you're don't really have a whole lot to do. You're taking a down day um, or you get in super early, a water park and sports option to add on to your, you know, and just create the park Harper plus option. That's a really good deal. Mm -hmm. So you can really turn that like seven day vacation. You can get a, a four or five day park ticket and have a couple days at the water parks or mini golf, things like that. Break up that time and uh, hopefully not be quite as exhausted when you get home from hitting the parks all day, every day. Yeah. Gotta have a little bit of downtime, make it more enjoyable. Yeah, but I mean, instead of just doing four theme parks, but you have a seven-day vacation, like you said, you're doing six days worth of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, it's one thing that I really like to add to vacations, especially when you've got a lot of different interests in your family. Um, you know, just just yeah. me and my wife, we, we don't have kids, so we're just going. She loves a lazy river, and I am bored to death on a lazy river. But we're two yeah. very different people. <laughs> but, um, you know, for her to say, you know what, I cannot take another spinning wild roller coaster again. Uh, I need some time downtime uh, for her to jump in a lazy river over a Typhoon Lagoon. And for me to, to hit, uh, you know, uh, Everest one more time it is, is a great way for us to, to spend some time doing things we love. And with that park hopper. It, it's nothing to meet up in Italy in Epcot yeah. for dinner and have a nice dinner and, and not have added much cost to the trip, but added some great unique experiences that we both enjoy. And we don't necessarily enjoy what the other one enjoys. So it, it gives us a chance to have a vacation that's going to hit the spots for. Yeah. 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 That's and, one of the things people don't realize is, you know, you go as a family, you don't have to stay together 24 seven while you're there. Right. You can still have your own experiences. And that's one of the things that um, I always find is really cool is, you know, maybe mom and the daughter gets up in the morning and goes to the spa and, you know, dad and son go over to, you know, the campground and, and do some fishing or something. And then you meet back later and you talk about your day. 
um, everybody gets the vacation they want that way. And, you know, you're not, you still get some breathing room. Everybody can do their own thing. You still have a great experience. Uh, but you don't have to be attached to the hip 24 seven. No. And, and we're saying these options because we, we go frequently, we know what it's like to be able to jump parks and, you know, do different things like that. But, you know, sometimes a park hopper option is not best for everybody. And, you know, when you get your, your family that has never been before that just kind of, you know, isn't sure how to, you know, manipulate the parks and things like that. Sometimes a base ticket is best for them. Right. Yeah. It's all in the family. Yeah. So, you know, when you're, when you're planning your Walt Disney World vacation, keep these different options in mind with your family dynamic, because it can be a little stressful when you're trying to go from one park to another to get to your dining reservations, if you're not familiar with it. Right. And so, you know, sometimes a park hopper is, you know, not the best option for everybody. I mean, we definitely suggest it if it fits within your budget, but you know, it can be a little stressful sometimes if it's your very first time and you're just not sure you, you planned it yourself and you don't have a fabulous mouse expert like us that helped you plan it, that you're, <laughs> you're on your own and trying to, you know, trying to manipulate it and figure it out. It can be a little stressful. So um, even if you do have somebody helping you, if it's your first visit and you've never seen, you know, a place like Disney world and how large mm-hmm. it is and uh, different transportation uh, options and how to get from one yeah. place to another. And I don't yeah. usually recommend it for a first visit because you want to try and make the most of your day. Yes. Uh, if you're going to be there. And if you're only there for four days, uh, you know, if that's all your budget allows, uh, you know, you may not want to park hop because you may want to just see each park for the day. Um, yep. You can lose time when you park hop. So park hoppering, um, I typically recommend for uh, clients that have been before. That's a great option. But if you've never been, you can, anybody can do a park hopper. But yes, I think there's definitely a fit for everybody. Yep. That, that time loss is a big one for me too. When I talk to a client who's never been there before or who maybe has been out to Disneyland, and thinks about the parks and the fact that you can walk out the door to one and walk mm-hmm. into the other one. Exactly. Um, I've had that conversation many times of a Disney world is a city. It has its own water, sewage, uh, you know, trash, transportation, fire, city, department. fire department. It is the size of San Francisco. And, and sometimes I'll even look at their plan and go, you want to do it. We'll make it happen. But understand you're talking about going from, the north side of San Francisco to the south side of San Francisco, and you've budgeted 10 minutes for it. You yeah. think that's doable in San Francisco? And most of the time I'll go, no, it's not. You've never ridden a Disney bus state. before. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're on a bus transportation system too, unless you've got a car. So, um, but, um, and I think sometimes that's overwhelming for people who are yeah. new that come to Disney World is they don't realize that they, you know, it's Disney World. Oh yeah, because you've got a lot of stuff. No, it's, uh, it's a large city. So you've got to yeah. get from one side to the other. And sometimes mm-hmm. planning the park hop is not the best move because you are spending a lot of time on a Disney bus, which is fun. It's the best bus I've ever been on, but I'd rather be on a roller coaster. Brian, did you say yeah, I, no? Name a better bus you've been on than a Disney bus. I want to know. Brian does I, not love the buses. Oh, no, I'm not saying buses are great. I'm just saying... <laughs> If, if I'm going to be, be on, on a bus, bus I want to hear the Disney, Disney music going. And, you know, I don't, I, I can remember getting on a local city bus going, oh, this is kind of fun. This is just like Disney, but I might get stabbed. I'm not quite sure. So, uh, you know, and I've never been worried about getting stabbed at Disney World. The Disney bus like taking me to my cruise. That is the best bus that I can be on. Oh, so, there you go. There's the that. Disney bus though. Yeah, it is. Category. 
It is. So yeah, you that, know, that's a big thing. Even if you go Magic Kingdom to Epcot on the monorail, which is much faster than the buses, you're mm -hmm. still going to be a minimum of 30 yeah. minutes going from one park to the other. And sometimes longer, yeah. depending on how quickly the monorails are, are running. Yeah. Uh, and if you go from Magic Kingdom to any of the other parks, you're going to have to take a bus. Um, you know, the nice thing is we do have the Skyliner that has come online. So if you want to transfer between um, Epcot and Hollywood Studios, you can actually do that in under 30 minutes now, typically. Uh, so there's some pretty cool options that are, are getting there. But yeah, you really have to allocate time and know what, know what your plan yeah. is when you're going to do that. Now, and I mean, we just sat there and said some reasons not to do park, park hopper option. Josh, what are some reasons to do the park hopper other than you can visit multiple parks in one day? I know there's some after hours and we talked a little bit about dining, but why, why should somebody do a park hopper? Yeah, I love the park hopper because I've been there enough times that I don't need to hit everything. I understand that this will not be my last trip to Disney World, most likely. Um, it's definitely not my first trip. And I want to hit some of the highlights. I don't need to, uh, I mean, I'm going to exhaust myself trying to go to everything I can in one day, but I don't mm -hmm. need to. And so it is a nice feeling to be able to go into Epcot and hit your favorite restaurant and then have a plan to go see a show at the Magic Kingdom or to, uh, to go see um, the Star Wars light show. At, at Hollywood Studios. Um, it is a unique experience to be able to go from multiple parks each day. And that is something that I, I enjoy. I know I'm not gonna see everything there uh, in that park. I know I'm gonna see less, but I get to narrow in on specific things that I wanna see. Um, the best use of the park hopper I've found, because I am a crazy person, is um, <laughs> we, we went on a trip. Oh yeah, there's, that's true. But, uh, we went on a trip one year where we took my family and, um, some, some weather situations happened. I was down there earlier than the rest of them because I drove so we could have a car available. Um, my wife flew her family in. And so I ended up there with a full day in the parks to myself, knowing that the rest of my family was not going to ride any roller coasters. And I just wanted to ride roller coasters. So I literally took a day and went to all four parks and rode every roller coaster that was open. It was an exhausting day. And I only did six things that day. But that is the vacation that I wanted. That is what I wanted to do with my day. And for a little bit extra onto my ticket, I got to be in every park and ride every roller coaster and finish up by watching uh, the Star Wars Spectacular and, uh, in Hollywood Studios and heading back to my room for the night, knowing that I accomplished everything in one day that I wanted to do at Disney World. And so if you only have a day, you only have a limited amount of time, and there are must-dos that you need to do in the park, park hoppers are a great way to get it done. Yep, that's true. There's also that uh, four park challenge that's out there. So people like to uh, take pictures of themselves in all four parks in one day. So people have t-shirts, it's a four park challenge. Can you do different attractions, one at least one attraction in every park in one day? So I've never seen one of those t-shirts, but I feel like I need to make one now. So yeah, I think I've got pictures on everything. Four I mean, park challenge, yeah. you know, in all fairness, all I did in Epcot was ride uh, the... Um, 
Um, oh, I can't think of the name of the ride. Um, what is the Donald Duck ride? Why can I? Why am I spacing on this? Grand Fiesta. Oh, yes. Grand Fiesta. That's all tour. I did. I rode. I rode the Grand Grand Fiesta tour, and it's I a went. Roller coaster. It's not a roller coaster, <laughs> but I love Donald Duck, so it, it, I needed to ride something in every park. And I got there, and I went. Well, they haven't announced uh, Guardians of the Galaxy yet. We're a few years from me even knowing what that is. So uh, I'm going to get some uh, some beer cheese soup from Food and Wine, and I'm going to go ride uh, the the ride in Mexico, and I'm going to just sit there and enjoy it. And uh, in fact, that I think that may have been the last stop. I may, in fact, that it was the last stop. I did the Star Wars spectacular. I looked at my watch and went, if I walk real fast, I can still get to Epcot. <laughs> and the <laughs> beer cheese soup is a happy place for me it, oh, it was man, great we love that first time i had it too and it was it was fun it was a great way to end the evening and felt like i wanted to pass out as i rode the monorail back to uh, <laughs> to, uh magic kingdom where my car was parked so it was a long day but it was worth it that's great yeah so you mentioned getting the most out of your vacation and one of the ways that you can do that is taking advantage of the extra magic hours either the early morning hours or the um, ones right before the park closes. And when you have a park hopper, that allows you the opportunity to go to one park for half a day or so, get in as much as you can, and then get a few extra hours in either at night or first thing in the morning um, where you may not have normally had that opportunity because you have to choose which park you're going to go to that day. And we all know the parks with the extra magic hours are typically the busiest. I was just going to say, little tip. Actually, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I don't feel like we all know that. The three of us know that. The three of us know that, yes. Um, That's a good tip to throw out there because we we always thought growing up, extra magic hours, we get the park to ourselves. It's only hotel guests. But what I didn't think about as a kid (laughs) was, yeah, the hotel guest is is an entire city of hotels descending on a park for an hour. Yeah, It's going to be busy. And then they don't leave. They just stay there. So what we typically do is on um, the party days, like the uh, Halloween party, the Christmas party, um, or the after hours parties where they open the gates to, you know, seven o'clock for the people that are earlier for the people that have the special ticket, we will visit that park in the day and then we'll hop over to another park because once it starts getting, you know, later in the afternoon, that park starts getting a little more crowded. And so we just hop over to another one that's less crowded and um, just avoid those longer lines because of those special tickets. Well, that's another great reason too. So if you're at Disney when they're doing those after hours events and you don't have that ticket, if the park's closing early, it's a great opportunity to then hop over to one of the other parks and continue your day. Because if there's an after hours party, a lot of times the park is closing at six. So yeah, there may be another park open till 10 or 11 at night. So instead of losing half a day, you can hop right over to that other park and keep going. And if the party starts at six, then typically they start letting people in at four or, you know, a couple hours earlier. So it starts to fill starts up. Starts to get crowded. So, uh, Alan, have we, uh, are there any water park and sports options or park or plush option benefits that we need to go over that we haven't gone over yet? Um, I think we got them. Yeah. The I, fact think that, did, uh, I think we did too. So you can extend your trip by getting those yeah. extra visits. That's great. Yep. So I think we got them all. So uh, what do you say we do a little bit of trivia real quick? I'm game. You game? I'm game. All right. Are you in, Josh? I am in. All right. So we're going to play a little game. I am going to ask you guys or give you guys a line 
from one of the Disney animated movies. And then whoever gets that answer first wins the point. All right. Okay. So it's whoever goes, gets it quickest, not he gets one, I get one. It's whoever goes quickest. Well, which way would you rather do it? Quickest or, or take turns? I got an even number of questions. Josh, you're the guest. I'll let you decide. Oh, I don't, my brain is not working very quickly tonight. I suck so. at these trivia games. So <laughs> I, I, I say, let's let, I say we let me both play. Yeah. Let's have you both play. I think whoever gets it first. Oh, whoever yeah. gets it first. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So what you have to do is you make your own buzzer sound when you run an answer. Okay. So just make a buzz. Mm. That'll work. That's, something that's annoying. not, that's not a buzz. buzz. <laughs> All right. Here is question number one. And the line is, what do you want me to do? Dress and drag and do the hula? It's oh, Timon. Brian's in there. It's Timon. It's Timon. What's the movie? Lion King. Hey, Brian's got it right. <laughs> All right. Wasn't too bad, right, Josh? I'm just thinking I'm glad I didn't say what came to my mind first. Because it was a <laughs> long movie. So, you know. All right. Disney animated movies. Disney no, animated it was movies. a Disney animated movie. It was just wrong. So, But <laughs> in my head, that line came out of Robin Williams' mouth for some reason. So don't know why. I was, think, I was thinking Genie at first, too. So yeah, I, I almost said it. But, you know. Well, this one might be a little tougher. Let's check this one out. Ready? So question number two is, or the line is, you say you want to go to the man village. I say you can be a man right here. E Oh, Brian's in there again. Jungle Book. Jungle Book. That's correct. Oh, is this Man Village. Man, Man Village. I gave it away. Village. Is this where I, I have to confess village. I've never seen the Jungle Book? <gasps> oh, Josh. Yeah. Oh, no. Get off, our, get off our show. You have Disney Plus. You can catch up with that. <laughs> I can. We, I can put it on my wish list. I just have to finish go. watching all the seasons of the old DuckTales. And the new <laughs> then it'll and go into the rotation, right? You know, I mean, I'll get there. I promise. <laughs> All right. Here's question number three or, or line number three. Uh, somebody's got to nail that girl's fins to the floor. And Little Mermaid. Hey, there you Sweet. go. I gave Josh. you that one. <laughs> <laughs> I heard fins and went, it's got to be the Little Mermaid, right? If I say Mulan, it's going to sound really stupid. So... <laughs> All right. Uh, line number four. You can't. It's impossible. I'm far too busy. So ask me now before I become sane. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I need to memorize that and start saying it now. Um... <laughs> Want to hear it again? Yeah. You can't. It's impossible. I'm far too busy. So ask me now before I become sane. It's going to be something oh. easy to do, isn't it? Made me feel stupid. I'm gonna say my phone a friend. <laughs> Call my friend Alan, he'll know. Uh, <laughs> All right, you give up. What's the wizard and sword in the stone? Is nope. it him? Nope. Okay. I don't know. Well, it part of it was in the, the line. It's impossible. It's the Incredibles. That was Edna Mode. Oh, no, I can't. I can't do it. It's impossible. Ask me again before I become oh, sane. No, you you say it nasally. Oh, that right. might help me. <laughs> <laughs> might have been the problem. All right. This one should be fairly easy. So, Josh, I'm looking at you because Brian might get this one fast. <laughs> Mickey's trailer. No. <laughs> you got it? Dang. Okay. So, the line is I'm a damsel. I'm in distress. I can handle this. Have a nice day. Oh, I got this one. It's Aladdin. Or not Aladdin. Wow, it's Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> it is Hercules. 
That's in, my buzzer now is, oh, I got this one. <laughs> Brian Froze. I don't know. I didn't know it. You didn't know that was one of your favorite I movies. Not, I did not know this. I know, but I did not I'm know that I'm a damsel. One. I'm in distress. I can handle this. A mega uh, No. Well, if it helps, I said Aladdin out of nerves. So didn't have it. <laughs> I got it, technically got it wrong. All right. So we're two to one right now. Two to one. Uh, okay. So, no, that's two, right? Yeah, two to two. two we're tied. Two to two. We're tied. We're tied. All right. So next line is, if you are what you eat, then I only want to eat the good stuff. Oh, I don't know, Gosh. but I need that engraved on my tombstone. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, what is that? If you are what you eat, I only want to eat the good stuff. As soon as you say it, I'm going to know it. Yep. Do you need a hint? Sure. There's a new attraction coming to Epcot. It's Remy Ratatouille. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, I, was gonna, I was gonna desperation throw out Guardians of the Galaxy there, not remembering that line <laughs> at all, but you know. No, Remy's telling his brother, if you are eat, then I only want to eat the good stuff. Nope. Yep. Solid advice. That, that that is words to live by right there. <laughs> all right. So moving on to number six. Then the line is no matter what anyone says, you'll always be a prince to me. Aladdin. E Aladdin. <laughs> it is. That is from the end when uh, Genie's talking to uh, Aladdin. All right. That's so not I fair. I was crying during that part. So you can't bring up lines where I was crying. <laughs> All right. This one might be a little tougher. Um, so we're four, five, six. Did I get to eight? So we missed one. Yeah, seven. All right. So last one. Life's not a spectator sport. If watching is all you're going to do, then you're going to watch your life go by without you. Man, so many quotable things, but I can't think where they're from. Mickey's trailer. And Mickey's trailer. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say the cars, Lightning McQueen. No, no, both double buzz for you guys. You that sure? is from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, the gargoyles are telling the Hunchback, Quasimodo, if all you're going to do is watch, you're going to watch your life go by without you. I even forced my dad to go see the stage show of that when we went on one of our trips. So. It was a great stage show at Hollywood Studios. It was. I loved it. But my it dad is job. not into stage shows. So, you know, that was one of those things where he was humoring me because I was into drama and stage shows. And he yeah. uh, was spending time with his son and questioning his parenting choices, probably. But that's okay. <laughs> uh, I had. I was the same thing. I was always into, oh, let's go to a show. Let's go see a show. And it, so... Um, my mom really enjoys them now, but uh, we we kind of put her to the test. So um, we did a trip to London with my mom and I had told her uh, the entire story of uh, Wicked. And we got to London and there happened to be tickets that night for Wicked. And oh, wow. granted, we had been up all night on the red eye going to London. We were dog tired uh, and it was like a holiday weekend. It's the only thing, if we didn't do it, we wouldn't have gotten tickets to see anything. So we decided to go ahead and do Wicked that night. And uh, my mom has never seen live theater like that. So I was like, she likes the music. She likes the story. She kind of knows Wizard of Oz. Maybe this is a good one to ease her into. And, uh, you know, either half an hour, we were having trouble staying awake because it was a long day. And towards the end, uh, you know, I looked over at my mom trying to see one, was she still awake and was she enjoying this? And towards the finale, she's crying. So I'm like, 
I'm in. She's got it. <laughs> you, you set the bar high on that one. We, That's a we good did. One. So uh, once we got back about two months later, um, Wicked had come to Chicago. So she came back and we had to go see Wicked in London and Chicago. And uh, then I took her to see Book of Mormon for Christmas. <laughs> Very different. She almost wet herself. She was laughing <laughs> so hard. She loved it. She's like, oh my gosh, it's so wrong, but it's so funny. You have to see it. <laughs> So, yeah, I remember thinking, um, I, seeing the Beauty and the Beast stage show in uh, what was MGM at the time and loving that and uh, bought tickets in college. I, I used my last paycheck for my summer job because um, the Beauty and the Beast stage show was coming through Tulsa. And so I bought tickets for that. I took a friend because I just wanted to see it. I just remember sitting there going, wow, this is nothing like it was at uh, Disney World. It's amazing. Just staring at it like set pieces moving themselves blown out of the water by that so. it's really good on disney cruise line yes yes it is i i got to do my first disney cruise this year and they weren't uh nearly as as long but the productions yeah. were the same quality and the mm -hmm. most amazing thing to me was after watching this production where like broadway uh, I guess I shouldn't say Broadway. I've never seen a show on Broadway, but um, you know, at least touring show quality that I've seen that I, you know, best, you know, right up there with some of the best I've ever seen. I would go out there and realize that like the people setting up ropes for character cues to take pictures on the Disney cruise line yep. were the people that I just saw perform frozen to the point where I stopped one of them and went, weren't you on stage 30 minutes ago? And he went, yeah. And I went, I'm more impressed by that by you out here doing this than i am by anything else on this cruise just because any stage show i did in high school or anything like that i was passed out afterwards you're working with a smile that's amazing and uh that blew my mind when it, when i realized the same guy that was in front of us tearing his pants when he bowed towards uh elsa was now <laughs> queuing the line for me to meet goofy so you know <laughs> wow it amazed me Definitely some good shows. Hey, can we just go back to say that I won? Yeah. I don't know what you're we talking did. about. So no. it was a four to two on that one. Four to two. Brian won that one. Four to two. Good job. I just Brian. want to clarify that that does not reflect my knowledge of the Disney parks. That's, Great game, Josh. Great game, Josh. Good job. <laughs> if you would have beat me, I probably would have been a sore loser about it. So. <laughs> I was just hoping when, when Alan was counting questions, he was going to go back to one he already asked because I'm just like, I could get it right the second time. <laughs> so. Are you guys ready to talk annual pass? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. So as you guys heard at the beginning of the episode, I said this is going to be a little bit more of an um, interview style because I do not have an annual pass yet. Um, I plan on getting one very soon. But at the moment, I do not. So I am just going to kind of be a facilitator and ask questions. So I hope you guys are ready. Um, yeah, let's do it. Um, Alan, you want to start off by just kind of telling the listeners what an annual pass is, how much they cost, the different versions of them, um, just a gist? Sure. So uh, there are, if you're not a Florida resident or DVC member, there are two different types of annual passes you can get for Walt Disney World. Uh, there is the Disney Platinum Plus, Platinum Pass and the Disney Platinum Plus Pass. Uh, the biggest difference is that the Platinum, pa the Platinum Pass does have certain blockout dates throughout the year that you're not able to attend the park. 
it tends to be um, around the holidays when it's very busy. Um, but the regular Disney Platinum Plus Pass starts at $11.95 per person. Um, so there are benefits that come with getting an annual pass. Uh, and those includes parking at the theme parks is included for free. Um, so anytime you drive into the parks, you just show them your um, annual pass or your magic band and uh, they will let you park for free. Uh, you do get merchandise discounts in select stores. You get up to 20% off in certain stores and you get up to 20% off on select dining. So that discount doesn't work if you have a dining plan. It's if you're paying out of pocket uh, for dining locations. Uh, one of the biggest benefits of the annual pass to me is that the memory maker is included. So you get a full year of memory maker and all the photos and everything you take for every trip for a year automatically included. You can download all those photos. You can go online and edit them and put all the little uh, frames and things in them. It's great. Uh, and they also allow you to park hop. So you don't ever have to get another ticket. It's a built-in park hopper. You can go from park to park to park every day. Um, some really great things going on there. Uh, but, oh, sorry, the Disney Platinum Plus, the Disney Platinum Pass has no blockout dates. Sorry, the Gold Pass has blockout dates. Um, but the Gold Pass is only available for Florida residents and annual pass holders. All the same benefits, slightly less expensive, um, and it does have blackout dates. So Disney Platinum has no blackout dates. And then you can upgrade to the Platinum Plus Pass it's only $100 more, uh, which again, if you're already at $1,200, what's another $100? Um, and that also includes admission to the two water parks and ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex and the Disney Oak Trail Golf Course. And there are no blackout dates as well. So another 100 bucks, you could go to the water parks for free, um, basically for the whole year. So it's a pretty good deal, really. Um, typically, if you go, if you go twice a year, an annual pass is usually worth it. So things to consider there. Uh, you can also get, if you're just a, a local and you wanna do some water parks, you can get a water park only annual pass for about $140. So price of about two or three days trip, you can do an annual pass to the water parks. Some pretty cool options. If you renew early, you typically get a little bit of a discount, uh, but definitely um, something to consider if you're gonna go. Uh, if you go twice a year, I, I would definitely consider an annual pass. Josh, um, you have an annual pass, correct? I do. This is this is actually the first year I bought it, but uh, out there crunching the numbers on my last trip, going, why don't I have one of these? So I now do. What what do you what made you finally decide to take the jump? Like, what are the benefits that you see from it that you think are the most worth the cost? Mainly the magnet that they give you for free. <laughs> no, just kidding. But uh, $1,300 magnet, buddy. Yes, yes. So uh, I don't want to get into pin trading, but I do want to pay $1,300 for a magnet now. Um, so um, no, I, I sat there going back and forth about it the whole trip and um, realized that I had another trip coming up within the year. Uh, I just joined a running team and uh, trying to, to run my first half marathon and realized that was going to be within the year. And we were kind of planning a, a trip around that. And so I sat there going, if I can get two visits out of this, does the math make sense? And I started crunching the numbers and I looked at things like the, um, the, the, the photo pass, the, the memory maker, uh, because that is the one souvenir besides the pen. That is the one souvenir I need every time I'm there. Um, I, there's way too many photos that I've missed or not been in over the years because I'm the family photographer 
that uh, there's no proof of me at Disney World. There's some great shots of my wife at Disney World. Some amazing <laughs> shots of my parents and sister at Disney World, and it looks like they only have one child because I had the camera. Um, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and it's fun to be in those memories too. So that is the one thing that I get every time I go now uh, when I'm when I'm going for fun. I'm going with uh, with my wife or or with a group. I I've got to have the the memory maker. So looking at adding that for two trips, looking to uh, have tickets uh, for multiple days over two trips, uh, just crunching the numbers for the math there, that made a lot of sense. And then on top of it going, well, I'm going to need a room when I go there the next time. So uh, there are room discounts that I can get. And then knowing that there are discounts for the food and the merchandise was kind of an added bonus, but I realized how much I used that while I was down there because I only had it for like about two days uh, on my last trip because I converted it into the trip and um, realized that, you know, I'm, I'm trying to drink a lot of water. I hate the chlorine taste of the Florida water. Um, and uh, so I, I usually buy bottled water. Huge waste of money. Yes, I know. Comment in below or wherever you got. Send an email to uh, Brian and Alan, let them know how much you hate that I buy water at Disney World. <laughs> but um, I found out that if I go into the gift shop and I use my annual pass, I get a discount on the water or the gummy bears that I brought home. Uh, you know, things like that. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it quickly was, was seeing dividends above and beyond just the ticket prices, but just crunching the numbers, knowing I was doing two trips. It made sense. Yeah, that's a couple like, things I missed on that list too. So thanks for pointing that out. Yeah, you do occasionally get annual pass holder room rates. You can get if you have an annual pass. And every time you get an annual pass, you get um, a magnet. Well, when you first become an annual pass holder, you get a magnet in the mail uh, that has Mickey's as annual pass holder. And every annual pass uh, gets an additional magic band. So you get to go online and pick out a magic band that they'll mail to you with a little slider that says you're an annual pass holder. Uh, so if you're not staying on a resort every time you go and you're an annual pass holder, you still get to pick uh, a magic band. You get a magic band for it as well. So like I said, I don't have one. Um, I have the Disney Visa, but that Disney Visa has a hefty interest rate on it. Mm. So knowing that there's a discount for merchandise and for rooms and things, um, that's part of the decision that, you know, part of the reason why I'm, I'm making a decision to get one. Uh, and I also know the benefit of the merchandise because I've used your guys' annual passes several times while we've been down there to buy stuff. So <laughs> I totally knew uh, that before I converted that. mine. We, we would never do that. That was not possible. Oh, I'm sorry. We're not supposed to do that. I totally did not do that before I converted my ticket over. I don't know well, what we're talking about. There are not ducktail socks. It, it was not that. Alan's annual pass. It was not. He said, no, I couldn't use it. So I used somebody else's. So, um, Okay, so other than the memory maker, what do you guys feel like is the biggest perk of the annual pass? Uh, the memory maker is great. Um, there, there are a lot of annual pass um, exclusive items you can get as well. So they do annual pass um, exclusive um, magic bands that are available for purchase, some of the seasonal ones. Uh, there are annual pass holder events throughout the year that you can go to. Um, if you can get to the parks year round, they typically do an annual pass holder magnet for the different festivals. Uh, and that becomes a whole nother collecting thing that's going on. Uh, you usually get those at Epcot. Um, so there, I mean, there's a lot of great little perks 
uh, you get the annual pass holder magazine um, and the mail tells you what's coming up, what new things are coming. Um, I think it's quarterly. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you, you, there's food discounts, merchandise discounts, room discounts, uh, you know, free magic band, recognition as an annual pass holder. Um, there's some pretty good deals. And I'm, I'm just ballparking. So if you were to get an adult five-day ticket for September of this year, one adult five-day ticket is currently looking at $562 for a single adult ticket. So if you added a memory maker on there for another $169, you know, you're going to be over $800. Um, is that a base ticket with, with or without? That is a park hopper ticket, okay. not a plus. It's a regular park hopper ticket. So one adult, um, four-day, five-day ticket with park hopper, not park hopper plus. It's $562. So again, we add... Mm -hmm. You got to add the memory maker or else you're just like Josh and you're not in the pictures. You'd never win. Right. Right. So, so you're at almost 800 bucks. <laughs> so if you're at almost 800 bucks, you know, it, it is a big increase, but again, not paying to park, getting those discounts, getting options available. So you have to be an annual pass holder before you can get a discount. So you can't, uh, you know, call in to try and book your trip and mm -hmm. say, Hey, I'm going to buy an annual pass while I'm there. Can I get a discount? You have to be a holder, um, pass holder when you check in. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the annual pass holder events. There's, you know, um, after hours events and things that they have just specifically for annual pass holders. And if you're there and you're able to attend um, are a lot of fun. Um, Josh, we're still dealing with the whole COVID-19 thing right now. Um, what is Disney doing for AP members right now to help with the situation? What actually caught me off guard. Cause I, I, um, you know, I got mine in February and parks started shutting down. Um, Really after that, what late March, I think parks were closing mm -hmm. and, uh, they, you know, I thought about it and I was like, oh, well that stinks. I can't go use my annual pass. Not that I was going to be down there in March anyways, but that's immediately what I thought is, oh, well this is wasted mm -hmm. money. But, yeah. uh, the, the great thing is that Disney turned around and basically said that they were going to give some options. Um, but, but you can actually have your annual pass extended now the length that they've closed the parks. So, um, you know, looking at mine, I bought mine in February. There's some other things I'd like to do a month or two out from February. Now I'm going to get the opportunity to do that because they've, they've got the parks closed. It wasn't something I was going to be able to, you know, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't going to be able to use that in my annual pass right now, but because they've, they're extending the annual park, the annual pass out the length that they've closed the parks. Um, it, it's a nice benefit. It's a nice way to know Disney's kind of thinking about their annual pass holders. Um, you know, uh, sometimes Disney does things, I think they get a bad rap where, where people are like, oh no, they've, they've increased ticket prices again. Oh, blast you yeah. Disney and yeah. taking my money. But, um, Disney really wants you there. They want mm -hmm. you to have a good experience. They want you to feel like you were treated fairly. And, um, so when they, when they started closing the parks, they did think about their annual pass holders. And I was looking out pretty quickly after they closed mm -hmm. the parks. So it was something I really appreciated even knowing I was not going to be there during April and May. Yeah. Especially nice. since you just dropped that money, you know, that's, and it's that's money that, that you thought was gone. Yeah. So. And being in Indiana, I mean, it's not like it's a day trip to get down there, but um, you know, somebody who lives closer, maybe somebody in Georgia or something like that, somebody already in Florida, I, I probably would have been annoyed because I, I, if I lived closer, it probably would be dangerous for me, but there would be a weekend where somebody would go, where's Josh? And, 
Somebody would pull up a tracking app on my mobile phone and see I was in the Magic Kingdom because I realized <laughs> I could drive there and back in a day. Yep. Um, and so uh, I would totally have done that. But I probably would be more upset about them closing the park as an annual pass holder. But it was nice to see them react to do that almost instantaneously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we don't know when the parks are going to reopen at this time at Disney World. We did get some announcements for Universal down the street. Uh, but it, so let's say, for example, if Disney ends up being closed for 80 days, so they're going to extend the date of your annual pass from when it would expire by another 80 days. So however many days the parks have been closed, they'll extend it, which is a great, great tool, great option. Yeah. Great and that's, that's another reason, like we're thinking about doing the, um, the run Disney, the, uh, princess 5k in February and it's going to be a group of us. Hey. Yeah, and, and that might be my first trip. Uh, I'm planning on going when they open, but just in case I don't, my next trip would be the marathon. We're going. We're going. And, You're iron <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I hope so. Uh, but if I don't, that'll be my first trip. So my annual pass will be good from February to February, like February right. 21 to 22. And, you know, right now I'm thinking about going ahead and getting it. Hopefully they don't raise prices, but if they do, I'm locked in and correct. You know. Yeah. That's another thing too, is if you buy your annual pass now or in advance of your trip, you lock in the pricing that's there before the pricing changes and the annual pass doesn't become active until the first day you use it. Yep. So even if you were to buy it, you know, in June when the, they presumably may reopen, but you don't use that ticket until October, you'll have from October to October for your pass. It doesn't, doesn't take effect the day you buy it. Now, can I just go back and point out that Brian mentioned that he was running a marathon during that clip? And so since it's on record, I just want to hold him to it now. I mean, I know he was planning on running the 5K, but he just committed to a marathon. I'm just... just they're, the, they're the same thing to me at this point. Like, <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I ran, so... Oh, it, it won't be the same is. to you. When, when you hit the three-mile uh, three mark and you realize you could have been done, but you now have 20 more to go, it won't be the same thing at that point. You know? no. we'll Josh is doing the half marathon, so we are... Uh, shamed by you, Josh. Oh, good. it's I'm I'm still training. I'm three weeks into a 27 week plan, and uh, yeah. hoping I don't die halfway through it. So there's no guarantee. <laughs> well, that, while we're riding Big Thunder Mountain, uh, you're going to be laying up in the hotel room. So, <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm doing mine during Marathon Weekend. So I will. Uh, I'm hoping to have recovered by February. Yeah. There's no guarantee that will happen either. <laughs> so, so yeah, so there's a group of us looking to do the Princess 5K. Uh, so because oh. some of us have not done it to run Disney, and we keep talking about it. So. We decided we're going to go do a run Disney 5K, and then we're going to drink for the weekend and play the parks. <laughs> Why not, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll have to do another complete different episode on run Disney because that's just something that there's so many runners out there. And if you've never done a, a Disney uh, race, run which Disney. we have, Alan and I have not, um, it's a different experience. So... Um, there were a couple other things I want to touch base on with the annual pass and they are a couple of hidden perks. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys, do you guys get dis, uh, discounts on the uh, after hours tickets, the um, magic, um, not so scary Halloween, the Christmas party, you guys get discounted tickets on that, correct? Correct. There is a discount on uh, party tickets. So whether that's Mickey's not so scary or the uh, very Merry Christmas party or villains after hours or, you know, any of those after hours parties, uh, yes, there isn't discount for annual pass holders on those. Because those tickets you do have to purchase separately. They're not part of the annual pass. 
Correct. So correct, but it is completely worth it to be in a park that's only at a fourth of the capacity. Oh yes. Uh, oh yes. Completely different experience. We've done a few of those. They're great. Yes. Um, can you guys touch base on the how to book fast passes with an annual pass and the dining dates? Yes. So uh, dining, you can still book. Um, but fast passes are a little different. If you do not have a resort reservation, fast passes are only 30 days before you plan to go. As if you were staying off property. So I can't go in and book two months from now just because I know I'm going and I have an annual pass if I don't have a resort reservation. But so you can purchase. go in and book 30 days out even Correct. without a reservation. So you can, you know, whether you know you're going or not, you could jump in pretend the parks were open right now, you could jump in and plan uh, fast passes for two weeks from now without having a park ticket. If they were available. Right. Yeah. If that's the open. bad thing is, well, <laughs> the parks aren't open. And the other thing is that you're in with most of the general public with the fast pass. So, yeah. Uh, but if you find yourself in Orlando randomly, uh, I've only done this once, but, and, and looked at something and gone, wait, Disney World's here. I'm going to Disney World today. That's right. Um, you can book your fast passes on the way, whereas I am, you know, well, now I have a annual pass, I can do the same, but Brian would be out of luck until we got to the park and he bought a ticket. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we couldn't hook him up. Unless he had a re resort reservation, then he'd be okay. Yeah. Which, yeah. again, those are some of the things I think people may be a little confused about when it comes to how, to, how does that work? Um, so I wanted to get some clarification from two annual pass members. So thank you guys. Anything you want to throw in about annual passes we haven't covered? I'm just going to Bueller. say it's a different experience with an annual pass and knowing that, um, you know, it's there, there have been days where uh, I've, I've thought about going into a park and where I feel like I'm wasting a ticket. if I just go in to eat lunch or if I, if I just go in to see a show, I've wasted a ticket and uh, I can hear my dad in my ear right now saying you should have been in the park, you know, rope drop and been there all day because you're not getting your value out of your ticket. Um, you know, uh, we're going to be here when the park opens. We're going to be here when the park closes. I've heard this speech a thousand times from him, you know, <laughs> um, you know and I love him for it because he, he gets the value out of everything that he has. But um, when I have an annual true. pass. I can just... Yeah say, you know what would be great? We just landed. I've got a ticket for today because I've got a ticket for every day. I am going to go grab uh, some, some uh, beer cheese soup because that's something I want to enjoy tonight. And I'm going to bring it back to the room. And that's all I've done in the park, but I didn't pay $100 to go do it. Part of my annual pass. So it's a different way of doing Disney. You think about Disney a little bit differently. And I'm going to be sad if I don't renew it because I will stand at the gates and whimper because I can't just go in and buy a barn. So, <laughs> you know. so even when we were local and we did live in the area, we still had our annual passes and it was great because you could just go in on the weekend. So if we wanted to just go in on the weekend, uh, you know, to feel like we went on a vacation, we would go to Epcot and we would go sit outside the Rosen Crown and, you know, get a couple beers and hang out on the little cafe tables and people watch. And you feel like you've gone somewhere. So, you know, it was a staycation, but it was a staycation to England, you know, or it was a staycation to Paris and we went and got crepes. You know, it's just that feeling that you don't have to, to cram it all in 
to one day and get it done, you know, because like Josh says, you feel like you get it, your, your money's worth for it. Uh, it just becomes a much more relaxed and enjoyable experience, I think. And, and Josh, I think it's one of those, again, I don't have one, but I think once I do have one, it's going to be one of those things, unless I physically, you know, just, just can't financially do it, I will make the decision to renew it every year because I'll, I'll realize the benefits of it. Yep. So I agree. I mean, um, you know, I'm down there usually at least once a year and do enough stuff around there that I think I'm going to get value out of it every, every year, even if it's just one time a year, but, um, it'll give me a reason to go twice a year. Uh, let's not let my wife listen to the podcast, um, I'll, <laughs> I'll get in trouble when she gets to this point, but, uh, um, you know, it'll give me a reason, more motivation to go, but, um, but you're right. It's going to be hard to, to say no on it, uh, when it comes up for me. Um, I, because I'm my dad's son, I will sit down and crunch the numbers and, uh, make sure it makes financial sense as well. Because I don't feel like I'm throwing away money either, but, uh, it'll be hard to let go of. So I'm hoping I just stay a, uh, um, wow, my brain does not work tonight. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping I can just stay an annual pass holder, uh, forever. I'm with you. All right. So, uh, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Uh, I think we talked quite a bit about that. Hopefully you guys got some good information about tickets and annual passes and, uh, you know, we're definitely here to answer any questions you have along the way. So feel free to reach out to us. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, thanks Josh for joining us on the show. It was great having you. Yep. Brian, you have any thoughts? No, I just want to thank you, Josh, again, for being on the show. Um, it's definitely good having you on. We'll definitely have you on again. And again, you know, you're one of the founding gears members. So um, you're more than welcome on the show anytime to our listeners. Thank you guys for listening. Please feel free to comment on all of our different social medias. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear your thoughts on your annual pass. If you have one, what, what do you like most about it? Um, and then catch us next time as we discuss Disney's A Call of the Wild. Yeah, we're going to do a little movie review and we're going to discuss the memory maker. We did talk about that a lot tonight. So catch us next time when we, when we talk about those. Again, if you want to find us on social media, be sure to check us out. Uh, we are on Facebook at gears podcast. We are on Twitter and Instagram at gears underscore podcast or on the web at www.gearspodcast.com. Uh, from there, you'll be able to find Brian's information, my information. Uh, we'll make a link to Josh for this episode. You can find his details as well. Uh, so you can follow up and uh, keep up with us and what's going on. So as always, we're going to end this episode with one of our favorite Disney quotes. Um, this one is a tribute to all of our, all the frontline employees. We want to thank you guys for stepping up and helping us fight COVID-19. Um, we definitely couldn't do this without you guys taking the risk and we appreciate everything you do. Uh, Josh, do you want to read the quote? Sure. A true hero isn't measured by the size of his strength by the strength of his heart. Absolutely. Yep. We love Hercules and we love all our frontline employees. So again, thank you guys. And thank you guys for listening. Okay. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Yep. We'll catch Looking you next time. Episode six coming at you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks guys. Bye. Thanks Josh. Thank you.